Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate yeah. to that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. There are many things associated with women's health that we don't talk a lot about. We don't talk about heavy periods, how childbirth has damaged our bodies, or other intimate health concerns. And so many suffer in silence. Sneha Wadwani is a GP and mum of two girls aged five and seven. She's passionate about women's health. And today we're talking about the difference between the baby blues and postnatal depression. Hi, Sneha. Hi. When does someone normally get the baby blues? So baby blues are a normal phenomenon and they occur due to falling hormone levels when the baby's born and also the enormity that is having a small person come into the world. Um, So feeling low is really normal in the first few days or couple of weeks after birth of the baby. And it usually goes on for maybe a couple of weeks or so, maybe up to a month, but then usually subsides. Because I remember hearing that it was like, Day four, you're going to get the baby blues. Be be prepared to cry all day on day four. And so I was sitting around going, okay, is it going to hit me? (laughs) Is it going to hit me? And I do remember at one point, probably around day four, Having talking to my neighbour and she asked me how I was and I just burst into tears and I went, oh, this is it! And then I was also like, and you haven't slept for four days and you laboured for 24 hours, so, you know. And so, so yes, I mean, certain articles that you can read online or in print and certainly some evidence, you know, does stipulate that day four or day five, some of them as well. Um, I don't know that you can put a a pinpoint on it. Um, Certainly from my experience, it can just occur in those first few days or weeks after the baby's born. There is certainly a euphoria that happens immediately when baby's very sleepy and not really showing much of their personality and we can get (laughs) lulled into a false sense of security uh, with that where we're in that nice uh, feeding, sleeping maybe changing an appy or two cycle. Um, But then, of course, baby becomes more alert in the forthcoming few weeks. And certainly that's sometimes when you can get that, you know, the baby blues um, becoming more notable. Is there any way to treat it? I know that's just, I'm asking you that as a GP, but is it just something we have to kind of push through? Well, it's interesting because there's some evidence out there that talks about nutrient deficiencies and how that can relate to a higher prevalence of low mood in the postnatal period. So things like Elevit and Blackmores and all those pregnancy supplements that we now take don't just have folic acid which they used to back in the day they've got lots of other stuff and the and the key nutrient which seems to be related to low mood is vitamin d and so vitamin d supplementation in the in the antenatal period and then in the postnatal period can be really helpful and and i guess we should get advice on that not Absolutely. And under normal circumstances, when we do your antenatal blood screen, uh, we would be checking your vitamin D levels anyway as you go into your pregnancy. So if there is any need for any further supplementation on top of what's in those normal supplements, your doctor will advise you. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Sneha Wadwani. She's a GP. And uh, we're talking about the difference between baby blues and postnatal depression. So Sneha's just been explaining what the baby blues are. So I guess what is the point of difference between 
that feeling and postnatal depression. So the key difference between the two is that if it doesn't go away in that expected time frame, which is in, like we said, the first few days and the first couple of weeks or so of, of your baby arriving, if it, if it doesn't resolve in that sort of sensible time period of, let's say, the first month or so, then really it's probably more significant than just baby blues. And that's really when you need to be going and talking to your GP about whether this is postnatal depression or whether there are other factors we need to take into consideration. Is there something that's happening chemically when we have postnatal depression? So certainly the hormone levels and the dropping of those um, plays a huge factor. We know also that if you've got a predisposition to depression or anxiety, or even if it's in your family and you haven't had it, it can certainly put you at higher risk. Perhaps these falls in hormone level bring out that uh, underlying um, predisposition to low mood and anxiety. Um, so yes, you know, it's it's something that can be there and you can be at risk of it. I imagine with postnatal depression that sometimes it's hard for women to actually accept they have a problem. I, th- I see a lot of mothers going into motherhood just expecting they have to just push through, um, get over it. it. It must just be them and they're just failing and there's something wrong with them. Um, how do you find as a GP, are you able to look at people and think, actually, do you know what? think you're kind of borderline. Absolutely and I think that's the beauty of having a relationship with your GP through the pregnancy and then afterwards because we know what you've been like through the pregnancy. Equally we might also know your social journey uh, through the pregnancy and that's important. Um, You're right, absolutely right, that most women I think when children are born, when babies are born, you know, there is this sort of societal pressure that you've got the baby now, this is what you wanted, go off and be happy. And the reality is it's not always like that. Uh, And we don't necessarily know how we're going to react when our babies are born. So I think it has to be that you approach it very open-minded and equally you ensure that you've got an adequate support network and advocates for you in your friends and family who are able to say, hang on, you know, perhaps things aren't going so well, maybe we should see the doctor. And I think that's really important because in the in the midst of exhaustion and tiredness and overwhelmingness and all of that that comes with having a baby um, you can often or a mother can often lose sight of actually what what is me I don't even know who is me anymore absolutely so what are the treatments for postnatal depression so it may be just that you need some counseling you know and there's some great uh, parent groups, mother groups, and also some psychologists who specialise in postnatal depression. Often the midwifery teams have, um, you know, support networks and also um, specialist psychologists who work alongside them who can help you with that in the postnatal period. If that's not enough, then sometimes we need to perhaps introduce the idea of medication. And antidepressants can work very well and can be very safe with breastfeeding. And it's important to weigh up the risks and the benefits of medication. You know, oftentimes we think all medication is bad in pregnancy or in breastfeeding, but we've got to weigh up that with the risk of potentially deteriorating depression and losing a bond with your child, which is really important. I have heard that if treated, postnatal depression is um, 
I, I, would, I don't want to use the word curable, but it is something that can get better fairly quickly. Is that your experience? Absolutely. If, if a woman is alert to the symptoms and she comes and gets treatment quickly, um, then yes, absolutely. You know, we can have patients on treatment for just a few months or so. And they often know very well when they're back on form again and when the symptoms have passed. And then with um, discussion with your doctor, you can slowly wean off the medication and put the whole episode aside, really. Um, it does, however, mean that in subsequent pregnancies, you're possibly more at risk of having the same issue again. Though having said that, if you're with the same GP and the same family network, support network, they've all been there with you before. So we can be more vigilant in the second or subsequent pregnancy. And definitely mothers deserve to have good mental health and that support. So Absolutely, it's paramount. And I think, you know, again, I come back to the same issue about being with your regular GP because they'll understand your social setting as well. You know, what, what support structures do you have around you? Often I see women who are actually struggling in the postnatal period with low mood, but when you look at what's the, what their network is, what their support network is, it's pretty rubbish. So I think when you've got support, people around you who understand that, then they can help direct you in the right right direction. Sneha, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. That was Dr. Sneha Widwani. She's a GP and mum of two girls. And for more of Sneha's advice about women's health, just search for Sneha, that's S-N-E-H-A, on our website. That's kindling.com.au. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.